All right, hello and welcome to another episode of the Give Us a Spell podcast. My name is Zach and we are gearing up towards the first group one in a long time, especially in Sydney and pretty pumped about it. We've got the Winx Stakes coming up and uh, we got the likes of bloody Zaki as a favourite, fangirls there, Think It Over, Mwanga, Golden Mile... All of those are stepping out this weekend, which is a pretty red-hot field, to be honest. And then if you're a fan of your Melbourne racing, you got uh, some good ones as well. you got Cylinder going around at very short odds, seventy in the vein. And then I think uh, the straight after the race uh, is Mr. Brightside going around at 2 bucks as well. So it's all starting to heat up. It is the exciting time of year. I'm a big spring guy. A lot of people are autumn guys. I'm a big spring guy. So uh, apart from that... Uh, we'll be doing pretty much a deep dive into Ramwick with a couple of probably, we'll probably have a little chat on Caulfield as well in the coming weeks before we get Chris as well. So if listeners remember last autumn and last year, uh, Chris jumped on for a bit of Melbourne racing. So we'll do that as well. Get him involved. Um, also we're doing a Kosciuszko syndicate, um, It'd be a really cool to get to win a slot in one of these. Um, but yeah, if you're keen, uh, quite a lot of people have been writing to me. I'm trying to cap it at about thirty. It's fifty bucks a head, and we'll probably buy it in like three five hundred dollar lots and just hope for the best. Uh, that'd be pretty cool. So if you're keen, uh, get involved. I think I've had about twenty already. Pretty since yesterday, uh, send me money. So if you're keen, just DM us on Instagram or write to us on the Facebook page. Join the Facebook page if you're not in there. Plenty of tips going around, but. Uh, Let's get the boys on. Pretty keen for this weekend. Yeah, what a what a weekend. Um, looking at Randwick races, they're like four or five dollars a field, and then there's the Group One Winks as well. And again, those fourteen hundred meter Group Ones, you just see some stayers and some sprinters and a bit of everything, especially at this time of year when everyone's starting off. So, um, yeah, ripping field, and yeah, keen for Saturday. Pretty cool to see Jamie Carr back, eh, Coey? hundred percent. Um. The the fact that she can ride out the swing, uh, the spring now is it's a big tick for everyone that wants to you know see her return and the fact that she's returning in Randwick opposed to Victoria or anywhere else it's quite surprising but yeah good on her like uh, onwards and upwards I'd say and who better to partner Zaki I guess at this time of year and you know she, the last time they were together so to speak they won the McKinnon last year and who knows I mean he's going to be real hard to beat come Saturday as well. Has she had any um, success in Sydney, group-wise? Group one, I think uh, we figured out through the week. She won on Cascadian and that's Donnie. Cascadian. And that's probably it. I mean, she rode Zaki a bunch, but I think McDonald or Berry was on in Sydney and she rode Zaki in Melbourne. So, um, And I think she might have had a group one in Queensland as well. But um, maybe just the eight group ones. Harlem was a good one for her. Um, oh, but yeah, that. she's still very young. Yeah. What about... Um, we're obviously, or I'm obviously going to be trying to get a Kosciuszko ticket, you boys working at Sky Camp, but um, if you were to pick, or if you were to cop a slot today, who would you be picking? I'm looking at the market. We have far too easy, Opal Ridge, equal favourites, and then front page at Mogo Magic pretty much just behind. Who would you go, Coey? I'd probably go front page. I mean, you can't really fault it, and it's, it's a better price. Saying that, like, I mean, it, the dealing is what the fun part is, I guess, right? So I think last year... In this instance, I think Opal Ridge and their connections wanted a little bit too much, like a little bit too much in terms of the slice of the pie. And um, I think they will be a bit more generous this time around because I think it's a very winnable race for us. She's been flying, running in strong group races over the, the winter and everything else. Definitely can't take anything away from Opal Ridge, far too easy. But front page is 
you know, won this race this time last year and now in the care of Matty Dale, uh, I think he's going to be on the speed, won't have to lead, but something like Mogo Magic will, you know, tear away and just hopefully it draws a gate and just sit on, sit on its coattail. So I think front page is the value play for me, so to speak. Is there not a rule, and I might be forgetting this, but I remember I think Racing New South Wales bought something in where you, you had the slot holders had to get a certain percentage. They couldn't just get shafted and just cop 20% or something. Isn't there a rule? 60-40 is my understanding. So 60% has to go to the slot holder yeah. and 40% minimum oh, goes nice. to... So I, I don't know what the connections of Opal Ridge did, but I'm, I'm assuming it was, you know, whether it was 70 or 75% to the... Sorry, uh, the other way around. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Would have yeah. Would have been something like that, I guess, in the grand scheme of things. But I, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. I think, maybe I think it was sixty forty either way. Yeah. Could yeah. be sixty forty either way. So yeah, um, they brought that in, which is good. It protects everyone. Um, Who would you pick, Tommy? Good one. Yeah, there's a couple of good ones there. I mean, Oprah Reach would be very tough one. Maddie Dunn talking up Rainbow Connection. Mammoth was huge for. Uh, Mitch Beer, and I reckon he'd be fun to have a drink with. And Little Forgotten Horse is Banjo. I know um, that's one of ours. It's yeah. probably looking around a mile, but it's still Ramwick, a big, big track, and it's um, beaten some good horses. So I wouldn't mind seeing Banjo get a run. What's Banjo? Twenty six bucks. Yeah, it would be a cracking, cracking thing to have a have a slot in. It'd be so much fun. Um, and just quietly though, like I know we'll be steering away from the Cosy Chat for the tick, but. There's still eight slots in the the Everest, and true. who gets the eight? Yeah, true. Like it's 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 kind it's kind of crazy because this is I don't think there's been this many slots available eight essentially eight weeks out from the race. Yeah, they were locked um, up pretty early, weren't they last year? Well, like I mean, this this will be like the sixth or the seventh running of it, and like everyone's just keeping the powder dry and hoping that something comes through the ranks to snap them up. And I guess like looking at last year, the likes of Joyful Fortune, Shades of Rose, things like that definitely went through the ranks in this time of the year and people snapped it up and albeit they did absolutely nothing in the end of it, but the fact that there's eight slots still remaining, um, it's quite remarkable. So Giga Kick, I Wish I Win, Think About It and Marzu are locked in. Can anyone sort of compete with the top two or even top three? I think the only one is, well, I mean, I think it's the worst kept secret, but like it's in secret for Godolphin, I guess, is how I see it. It's in secret. And, yeah. I, ha- yeah. and I have to assume that Godolphin will probably likely secure the slot unless someone like the Tab or one of the other slot holders go lucrative with the deal mm. just to you know, publicise and everything else. So outside of that, it's going to be tricky. And I don't see anything absolutely sprouting wings this right this second anyway. We'll see how Cylinder goes this weekend as well. Yeah, I mean, that's their second elect, I believe. That's their second seed and 15 bucks or thereabouts in the market. And yeah, I guess it's just a wait and see. All right. All right. So this week we've got uh, the first group ones. We've got the Wink Stakes and Zaki is going to be favourite. We'll get to that at the end. But like we said, we'll do Ramwick and then have a quick look at just the two Melbourne races and just get our thoughts on that. Haven't done a whole lot of that, but um, they look like pretty nice races. Um, Huey Bowman is back in town. A couple of the others as well. Huey heads up the favourite in the first, the midway. Always fun to kick off the day with the midway. Uh, Hugh Bowman is there, drawn wide, but it's coming a bit to 460. Super bright is there. Dylan's riding for Nathan Doyle, uh, five bucks. Had a race a couple weeks ago. Uh, Rose Hill, Vindication's there. Charles Schofield, Ningaloo, Star. 
uh, Field Weary, Boss, and Cheerful Legend. Having a look if anything has overly been backed. Not overly, I guess the most popular runner would probably be Back Rower, Tommy. Yeah, Back Rower is the clear standout for me. I, I think it's above a midway horse. It's um, come back trial pretty well, but even early on, I think um, uh, I think I've just seen a lot more of it, and I just think it's um, better than this class. So I think it kicks uh, kick starts a bit of a prep here in the midway, and yeah, pretty quick up for me, Back Rower. Uh, well, Reary's been consistent up in Queensland, and Cheerful Legend has trialed okay. But yeah, even even Pot for Dough, um, it was bought, it was fought on um, an online sale, and it won really well. I'm pretty sure after they bought it. So um, keen to see it. You got any love for Boss, Coey? Mm, Boss will probably lead him up. I was on it during the midweeks last start. Uh, I think it was last Wednesday, if I recall. Um, this will be harder, obviously, uh, being Saturday grade and everything else. And I think that's probably why I want to be something something like Vindication that will be on the speed, drawn well. I, I think the six bucks is, yeah, you can definitely entertain it. Yeah, it hasn't really done a whole, I mean, it, this is a big step in grade, dare I say. Running a three and four-year-old last start. It was Saturday, but it wasn't the strongest. It was like a mid, you know, like winter Mogo Magic form, you know, like we don't know how that works out in the end. We're still a bit sceptical of that. But I think, yeah, the barrier, the tempo of the race, everything adds up pretty well. It's only had two wins next to his name over 12 starts, but I reckon it will give you a good start. And six bucks, 230 to play. So I think for me right now, that's the play I want to be. Okay, take the six bucks. All right, Highway is next. Um, bit of a tough one too. Rumours abound is going around his favourite. Drawn wide, Jamaka aboard for Stubbs. Um, six fifteen to four forty, coming off a win. Miss Curabilly is there at second favourite. Derry, Derry, Derry Grove at sevens. Sung Blue um, for Cav. That's drawn the drift. A couple of bucks for Midnight Dream. Collett is riding. Had to win a Dubbo, but this is um, a pretty open open race, Tommy. What do you think? Yeah, it's pretty funny. I heard a couple of people talking about it today, saying that it's um, it's a highway with not a lot of highway form, which is very um, not highway. Uh, I want to be the horse. I want to be with the two horses that are a bit um, have a bit of highway form, uh, even though they are fresh. Is Miss Kerribilly? I think um, I think the trial shows that it's come back pretty strong, and Tim Donnelly has a good highway record, especially with Danny Beasley on. So um, trial was good, uh, a bit of support too. So I don't mind Miss Kirribilli. And the other one, uh, I heard uh, Brett Kavanagh interviewed and really keen on Sunblue. And he's bringing his apprentice to town, Braith Knock, with um, he's got some massive wraps on him um, as a jockey and claiming the three here for a big race um, and bringing his star apprentice. I think um, Sunblue could uh, knock him off. They're the two I want to be with. Um, but you, you give it another six months or so, I reckon we're going to see Matty Dunn's name just keep popping up with these highways again. So Terry Grove, bit of a watch. Could make a case for a few others, but um, Miss Kirribilli for me. Found the winner on the highway, Coey? Happy to go with Miss Kirribilli as well. Uh, runs on the board. Uh, I think it's, it's had a nice little spell on the sidelines. Uh, returns a fresh horse. I think, yeah, Danny Beasley's been kittling it in town, and Tim Donnelly's got a great record in town as well. So whenever he brings anything up, definitely keep an eye on. His latest trial was good. I guess the only qualm is it's had a long time on the sidelines. It's been close to 260, 270 days thereabouts. So I definitely want to see it in the yard first. But 
550, I mean, you could definitely respect. And it's low enough. It'll stay kind of two back, one out, thereabouts. Probably closer to the speed midfield, thereabouts, and can respect. And Derry Grove, yeah, definitely an interesting runner. Nash on board. I think that's a perfect booking for this horse. That wider draw, it'll need a little bit of bustle to come out of the, uh, the barrier. And Nash is the perfect person to deliver that. And I think it will be the one that dictates speed over 1,100 metres. One in the class one at Ipswich last start and definitely can see it figuring as well. So I'd probably go Miss Kirribilli, but with Derry Grove, Sun Blue will be thereabouts as well. Okay, Miss Kirribilli. Race number three, 2,400 metre race. And we have a couple of horses up from Vic at the top of the market. Pacino is there, J-Mac. J-Max on a bunch of favourites uh, on Saturday too. Sixes into 4.20 it is, coming off a double win at Sandown. Marshall Eagle is there at 5.50. Timmy Clark gets the ride. It's coming off a second at Flemington. Kirkby has been there and thereabouts the last couple of races. Uh, I think it was second last start, yep, and then one that's last at Rose Hill and a second at Ramwick, so it's been around the placings. Awesome wonders there, and then we get out to a bit of bigger odds for the others. Not much has been backed, though. Um, it's a pretty ordinary market, except for the favourite, Tommy. I don't know much about this Pacino. Um it's looking for three in a row, though. Yeah, a bit, a bit interesting. Both um, both two favourites, uh, Pacino and Marshall Eagle, both coming out of Melbourne. So, um, Ben Brisbane and Charlotte Littlefield. Uh, I'm leaning towards the two, Marshall Eagle. Just um, it's been running in a bit um, bit of a stronger class and then drops back to a weaker class, even though it is Sydney and it uh, probably will be a bit stronger, but it's been pretty consistent, finishing second. Last start and... and now stepping up to that 2400 where it's uh, had four starts with a win and uh, been in the placings every single time at that distance. And Timmy Clark, I'm, I think, really suits this horse too. So good soft form as well, So which uh, all reports we're looking in around that soft track. I don't think we'll get much rain on the day or anything like that, but we've had some through the week. So ticks a few boxes for me, I think, um, Marshall Eagle. Hey. Definitely of the two Victorians, I want to be on Michael Eagle as well. I think he just has the better form line to follow. I'm not too sure about Pacino here. 420 is probably, I mean, yes, yeah, strung two wins in a row, but I don't know if I can, I don't know if it wins. I mean, there's a bit of J-Mac money there as well, I think. Yeah, I mean, the intent's nice, but at the same time, I just don't know how strong the form is coming out of that Flemington race. Uh, so Marshall Eagle would be the better of the two coming from the southern border. Uh, the couple that I want to make note is Kirkby, 62 kilos, real heavy, but handles that kind of heavy and the like, heavier side of soft. Have to respect, and it's been running pretty darn well, to be absolutely honest. I didn't think it would be still running along, and look at him now. It's kind of been within the money all last three starts, and have to respect. It can run the trip as well. Uh, but I want to look the absolute other side of it. Number 11, awesome wonder, 52 kilos, rock bottom weight, six bucks, definitely can take. It's got a little bit of heavy track form as well. Soft track shouldn't be an issue. 2,400, I know it's only kind of placed twice over that trip, but the rock bottom weight really interests me here. It'll probably settle oh, midfield, I'd imagine. I think everyone will find their position in run, so to speak. So, yeah, I, I think the six bucks, 52 kilos, big ticks, Awesome wonder. 
Right. Awesome. Wonder. 1,600 metres is race number four. It is very, very open. Ivan's Hero is going around his favourite. J-Mac aboard. It's on the drift to 6.50. Coming off a win at uh, Rose Hill where it beat the second elect in Hollywood Hero. That's at 7.50. Fajita Sun is there. Drawn a bit wide for Timmy Clark, but it's been backed. 15s into 8s. A more victorious. That had a win last start too at Rose Hill. That's sitting at, at about... Eight dollars, then we got Venelope drawn wide at nines, and the rest are about double figures and whatnot. There is a ten cent deduction. Take that into account with flux. What do you reckon, Tommy? The one that intrigues me is Prince Pessa backing up after winning at uh, winning the last at Warwick Farm yesterday. So um, with fifty four kilos, really intrigues me, and it's been back fifteens into nine fifty Prince Pessa. So. Um, I think it's one to watch. The other one I uh, spoke a bit last. Um, last start was Vanellope. Um Third up, I think it'll be a bit strong. A bit disappointing last start, but I, I definitely think getting out to 1,600 is going to be the best for it. It has drawn a wide uh, a wide gate, but I think um, I think with the rail and the trail, I think a lot of these horses um, with a big wet track, are, they're probably going to end up, especially around this time, uh, focusing on the middle of the track. So... Look, I, I don't mind if it's drawn a wide barrier, especially Randwick Miles. So I think Vanellope's one to watch for me. I, um, 52 kilos with Tyler, I think, is great. And it, I think it's just a bit of an open race and you can spec one like it and Principessa and not be too far off. 650 the field, Coey. Tommy's spot on saying Vanellope's definitely got a chance. I think uh, you could probably... You don't even have to discount... It's last start run. Uh, it was, you know, right at the tail of the field and it ran on. It was only 1.8 lengths last start. It'll appreciate the step up to the mile. I totally get it. I think the nine bucks is a pretty good price for it. Definitely can see him figuring. I don't think the draw is going to be an issue because he's a go-back type. Um, the one that kind of catches my eye is Hollywood Hero, just purely because of the better draw on speed. 750, like, like you said, 650 in the field. It's so hard. It's so wide open. But, yeah, I think... Uh, second last start was good. It meets Ivan's hero better at the weights by one and a half here. No knock on Ivan's hero with J-Mac on board as well, but at the same time, that dollar extra being 750, better at the weights, better draw on speed, ticks a lot of boxes for me. So I'd put, put Hollywood hero ahead of Ivan's hero here. Okay, a very open race, that one. All right, race number five, we got 1,200 metres. It's a pretty good race, so extremely lucky. Uh, Karen's got the ride. It's on a little bit of a drift. It's out to 3.20. It's first up after a long time, after down in Melbourne. Kalino has been running pretty well, had a good win at Rose Hill. Uh, Brett Preble will ride that one, but uh, Jamie Carr gets the ride here, so it's $4. We've got Bonus Not Chess. No, that's one of Tommy's. He likes that. Uh, Dylan's riding. It's been backed. Eight's into 4.40. Dragonstone is there. Uh, it's coming off a bunch of seconds at 8.50, where double figures for you called it. Argentia rocketing by Fender and Skylab. Uh, Zoo Gotcha was in there, so being smacked with deductions of 16 cents. Tommy, who are you with? Speed's, um, speed map here is um, confusing to me uh, for a 1,200-metre race. I mean, you normally you normally get a few um, really pushing up, and I, I guess we've got Colino and Fender, but... You still, you still sort of see them in and around, um, just chasing one in front of them, where there's no real down the out leader here. So, uh, I think it really throws um, the speed map off a bit um, with a few horses. Like 
things like you called it and one us not shares and even extremely lucky and dragonstone to an extent you you want to see a nice hot tempo for these horses uh skylab another one um finishing really strong uh with a hot fever but for me it's um yeah very a very odd one so i think i'm probably leaning towards kalina i just think it crosses quite easy can dictate the race and and might be able to get away with a bit um and saying that it it all depends on the track if they're not making up ground we might see a few of them um uh change tactics argenti i thought um was great run great run in um in behind that fall and finished off really strong as well and it's one to watch but but really tricky um 1200 meter race i think Bonus Noche, as, as Zach said, oh, I am a bit of a fan because can finish off really strong and it's done well in some straight races, getting its own speed across. But, yeah, just just the map, really tricky to me, Coey. Uh, uh, I'd like to get your thoughts, but I'm leaning towards Jamie Carr and Colino. Colino is good. Bonus Noche, Coey, obviously Group 1 horse, what do you reckon? Uh, definitely a Group 1 horse, and I'd definitely put him into the exotics. I, I am with Tommy Scampi. I think... It, the speed is so muddling that uh, I think Kalino is the one to look out for. Four bucks. There's been a move for it already. And I think the biggest upside with Kalino is Jamie Carr's actually partnered it before. So the fact that um, – sorry, it's partnered with Extremely Lucky before. And the fact that they've thrown Karen on after the trial on Extremely Lucky and Kalino gets Jamie Carr, I think there's enough intent there for me. I think just the fact that Waller's kind of – I mean, Karen's been riding great of late, and I can't take anything away from him, but I think the intent from the Waller camp is that they're leaning towards Kalino. Just getting that soft front-running ride, I think they can absolutely just get some get a picnic up front. Um, unless something ridiculous happens where maybe, I don't know, I think the offender could absolutely inject a lot of speed into this. They're carrying 53 kilos as well, but we're, we're talking most of these horses like to sit middle of the speed like midfield slightly off the speed so the fact that Kalino, Fender and maybe you called it are the only front running especially you called it stepping back in trip as well I'd imagine it's going to be a bit more forward but yeah it's hard to knock Kalino and four bucks over the 310, 320 you're going to get for extremely lucky which I loved for last week's race I thought he he was going to be one of the good things of the day, but Wallace scratched it. Uh, now that I look at it in this race complexion, I just have to lean towards Kalino as well at the better price and how just everything maps out. So, yeah, Kalino on top for me. All right, all of us on Kalino. I like it. Uh, race number six is the Group 3 Premier's Cup. Faulkner Park is going around, drawn wide. Dylan gets the ride, just missed last start. Zach Lloyd was aboard, just missed going down on uh, Bold Mac. Going down to Paul Mac. Um, Hosier is there at sevens. Cleveland has been backed, well backed, 26ers into 950. That's Karen and Chris Lees. Uh, it's first up, hasn't had a run for a couple of months. Uh, King Frankel is there on a little bit of a drift at tens. Desert Icon at tens. And Bonnie Ezra had a couple of bucks for it, 17s into tens, which Jamie Carr gets the ride. Uh, Tommy Faulkner Park, unlucky last start, flew home. Yeah, you got to say it was. Um, I definitely was on it. And. Um yeah, I, I really think uh, Annabelle's un, unearthed a bit of a horse here. I might even see towards maybe uh, one or Newcastle Cup. But can't see where it can get to. I, I think there's a bit of a talent here. So 
Uh, I definitely think it's going to be on the fitter side. Um, a, f- a few of these horses are resuming. Um, if they overdo it a bit and they are making up a lot of ground, um, I can I can see a few others maybe being dragged into it. But uh, look, Hosey's been okay without winning um, after three runs, so it should be ready to go. Cleveland wasn't bad first up um, in that Tancred Stakes last prep, and um, then was a disappointing uh, in its second start as favourite in the uh, Sydney Cup. But um, I'm a massive King Frankel fan, but I want to see a couple of runs before we be back in it. And um, boys, uh, Wider John as well is another one. It's gone for a little spell, but obviously after getting a getting a win last prep and some consistent results, or not even last prep, sort of towards the end of Brisbane, um, Annabelle put it away for some bigger races like these. So I think she's going to have a, a good um, stable inheriting King Frankel. Um, unearthing Faulkner Park and Bois-Deshaun coming um, off a little bit of a freshen and a, and a few other imports as well. So can to see how Annabelle goes, but, yeah, I've got to be leaning towards Park. Well, you, Coe, Faulkner Park has drawn very wide, only had its first, well, I guess its first loss since being in Australia. What do you reckon? No knock on Faulkner Park for me. Uh, I mean, it's been great. It's just the price that kind of gets me. I think 280 stepping up into Group 3 company, I think it's... It's a decent rising class, and to take 280, I know it's got the low weight and everything else, but the car park draw, Dylan's going to probably have to shift right out the tail, and it's probably slightly on the underside for me. So I'd, I'd suspect that there's going to be a little bit more of a drift come race day. So if you like Faulkner Park, no knocks on it. I'd probably be taking it just before start time. I think probably you'd get 350 thereabout, thereabouts anyway. I think personally... Something like King Frank, well, I know it's drawn wide as well, but it takes luck out of the equation. I love that. Ten bucks. It's carried heavyweight before. It's been a group one placer over the uh, slightly longer trips, but it's been a group one placer nonetheless. So something like it at ten bucks, I could definitely entertain. And I mean, th- there's so many good horses returning him. And I can understand why the Dajon getting a backing. It gets a you know, Chad Schofield, Annabelle Nation, thirteen bucks, great price. Hozier is the real scare factor for me. I think fourth up, ready to peak, early money for it, definitely respect. But I am slightly leaning towards King Frankel at the moment. <laughs> King Frankel at the moment. All right, race number seven is the first leg of the quaddy, and this is where some uh, nice names are coming out. So Parasol is going around the Godolphin Runner. It's $3.50, and Gene Van Overmeer gets the run. Uh First up, a bunch of them are first up. Zoo Gotcha is there. Drawn a little bit wide. Uh, it's $3.90 now. J-Mac aboard. Uh, had a good win. Rose Hill, I think, last prep. It was pretty good. Queen of the Ball, North Star Lass, Cinderella Days, all of them as well. Uh, Tommy, thoughts? Yeah, I'm intrigued. Um, a few people suggesting that Waller might have his Ever- uh, Everest horse and Zoo Gotcha here and um, really seeing how it goes because I think he thinks him. Bit more of a sprinter, so I think on some betting companies you can still get a hundred dollars for it for the Everest, and of course get the money back if it doesn't uh, take shape. So Sue Gotcha's um, the one to really watch in mind. We've seen what it can do at its best. So uh, McDonald Wallet combination here with a little bit more weight, um, really intriguing for me. But um, Paracels trialed really well last prep was great. John Van Overmeer's been riding really. Uh, consistently and, and does get um, pick up a big ride here. So, look, very intriguing. Queen of the Balls trialed well. You can make a case for a few others here, but 
really keen to see how Zugocci comes back. And, um, yeah, um, normally goes pretty well fresh. Because, yeah, Wall's got huge wraps around this Zugocci. Barry 11 worries me. Probably means I has to sit, probably sit cold. I'm guessing anyway. I don't think I don't think J Mac or Waller would want it to press forward. Um, definitely the classiest horse in the field, without a doubt, because I think it won the Princess Series last last season. Um, t- taking out the Silver Shadow, Flight, and T Rose. Um, not many horses have done that. It's got the caliber to do or be anything really. It could be become a superstar this preparation, dare I say. So definitely keep an eye on it, and the early money definitely helps. It, People are pretty confident about it. So, really wide open race for me. Really wide open. I can't knock North Star Lass, who comes out of the same form lines as Zugotcha last preparation. Cinderella Days, much the same. Tommy makes a great case for Parasol. And Queen of the Ball, the real question mark, as the penny real, as the penny drop for it, draws really well. The heavy going is a little bit of a question mark, but hopefully a couple of drying days should see it in like that soft six better side of the soft seven, which I'm kind of hoping for, because that trial where it beat Nature Strip to the line most recently, it was pretty eye-catching, and the times were pretty pretty darn sleek as well, so it looks like it's returned in great order. Oh, you can flip a coin. You could... Parasol's been great, but uh, I'm just going to be yeah, I'm leaning towards Queen of the Ball, lower draw. All right, Queen of the Ball. We go to the Wink Stakes, first group one uh, in a long time. A million bucks up for grabs. And before we started recording, Coey still hadn't landed on his, so it'll be interesting to see where he lands now. But Zaki is going around his favourite. Jamie Carr gets the ride. It's into 420. Uh, we got Fangirl, J-Mac aboard, $5. A little bit of a drift, but it's drawn barrier 11. And interesting one is King Colorado. So Louise Day has got the ride. It was not notified for a couple of days, but she gets the ride. It's 26s into 8.50. Think It Over is there at 11s. We got Moanga, Golden Mile. A couple of people like Golden Mile, but it's on the drift. It's 8s to 13s. Osipenko, my old mate Lindemann is there. Princess Grace, Hinge, they're all going around. So interesting race. Uh, Tommy, who you got on top? Yeah, I'm a bit like Coey. I don't know. could change any minute, but... um. Look, I think Zaki, uh, if the real Zaki turns up, I think it's going to be hard to beat. I think it maps pretty well. Should be pretty much close to late on the rail. And um, the track's pretty fair. It's, it'll be a great place to be, I think. And um, Jamie Carr will be jumping a bit to ride a few winners as well. So, uh, yeah, I think it'll be hard to put Zaki. Annabelle reckons come up good. Um, but interesting, McDonald's on Fangirl. I think we looked today, and he, he hasn't ridden it much apart from trials or when Fangirl was um, a two-year-old. So interesting, McDonald's now on Fangirl. Um, again, we're not seeing Animo, so we're seeing, we're getting different formats for a lot of these really good horses. I think I'm uh, I'm number one fan club of the Think It Over. Uh, team, massive, massive fan of the horse, and I think it's ripping that it's back. It's uh, fresh form. It's fantastic, and it, it maps pretty well too. So um, a bit of support for it, especially the eleven dollars. I could easily entertain it, and Mawanga as well. I think he's been trialing well, which isn't always the case. Sam Clippard and on, and has been on for the trials. So Annabelle supporting him. Um, they're the they're the couple of ones I want to look at. I could easily back think it over and Mwanga each way and happily do it, but some just keeps drawing me back to Zaki and if real Zaki shows up I think it'll be good and especially getting full twenty. 
wherever you landed, Coey. Oh, it's so darn hard. And, like, you have to respect Zaki. You really do. It'll it'll roll forward. It'll be within the first quartet. Um, it's got great track form, weather form, you name it. If the, Yeah, Zaki returns the way Zaki returns a year ago from now. It probably just wins this. I just don't know. Like, I, I, if Think It Over did, never sustained the injury and was coming into this rock-hard fit, that $11, oh, that, like, like <laughs> mouth-watering stuff. I just want to see it run. That's the only problem. I think it gets the run of the race if it's rock-hard fit. It's drawn inside of Zaki, so it'll probably just shadow, stalk Zaki wherever it goes and just, yeah, just peel to the outside of him and just has one shot and just go straight over the top of it. I mean, it's not going to be like your Queen Elizabeth 2022 where it was an absolute heavy 10 bog, but we're, we're more like we know how capable this horse is. So I hope it's returned really, really well. Uh, but it's a bit of a watch for me right now. I, I guess the horse that I, want, I wanted to be on before this race was Golden Mile, despite that big parade misfortune that happened last start, first start. But the blows, the 8 to 13s, really worries me. I just think that if Cummings is really confident about bringing it straight back into this Group 1, it must be rock hard fit and it hasn't really worried it. Barrier 2 is really good. It's going to probably get an absolute peach of a run, two or three pairs back. It's And it, I think it's a ready-made Group 1 horse. You keep talking about the rest of the field. You you know, they're all stars. The only uh, the big qualm and question mark that I really want to put on Fangirl is the wet track. Uh, if it's dry, I think she would be favourite. I ha- I'd have probably no doubts to say that she'd be favourite. J Mac Waller, Barry Eleven shouldn't be an issue. It'll settle rear of field and just yeah, it it runs it grows about four lengths if it's on dry land. So just the fact that it's on the heavy soft side, uh, just to have that real big question mark backing it at five dollars. Who am I going to settle on? That's a big question. I, I, I don't want to say it being favourite backers, but Zaki's the one to beat, closely followed by Golden Mile now. All right, Zaki, I think we're all in the camp, Zaki. So fingers crossed a favourite can win, but uh, it's a cracking addition. It's a cracking addition. All right, we go to Group 2, Silver Shadows, Stakes. Um, I don't know a hell of a lot about these horses, to be honest, but Estriella is uh, the fave. Jamie Carr gets the ride for Maran Eustace. It's uh, had two starts, Gosford and Ramwick, first and a second. It's into three ninety from $5 today. Uh, Chris Dilly is there. J-Mac riding for Annabelle. It's $4.60. Platinum Jubilee, we know the one. Uh, it's going to be first up. What do we got? $5 for it. Timmy Clark gets the ride. Zardozi. Chad Schofield riding for Godolphin, undefeated. Uh, three-year-old Philly and Kamochi, Autumn Ballet, Lazago, they're all there as well. Nothing overly backed. Um, I guess a bit of support, Tommy, for the fave, to be honest. Yeah, well, looking um, looking earlier through the week, it was all Chris Tilly and, yeah, now the favourite has been backed in. And it might be one where the money does dictate this race because it's such an open one. Um, I can make a case. I think Chris Tilly got that massive win for Lizzie and uh, her team, um, on that heavy track, but she's just raw. She's just all raw sort of horse and um, just loves running. So I'm very keen to see how it comes back. She's um, she's a very interesting horse to me. Uh, Zardozzi is another one where um, just waiting to see what it can produce. It's done everything asked for pretty easily so far. So Zardozzi is another one I want to see. Kamachi, Autumn Ballet, and Tamara 
no Tamarine, I can't even pronounce it. Um, and Lazaga had a good track out the other day too as well. So, look, there's a, a case for a few. There's one I want to mention as well, Summer Loving. Um, Cohen and I have spoken about this horse. I'm pretty sure on this podcast. And it's one of the Gay Waterhouse uh, horses, especially uh, last prep, that um, got back. Bit of a get-back horse from it. And then she completely tried to turn it around and see what it can do leading and then just really didn't like it as well. It's come back with an okay second ends on the Kensington, um, but it's just well and truly over the odds at $71, so I reckon have a niche way on some loving, but uh, I can see Crystal come back. Thoughts, King? That Tommy's mentioned summer loving, because I would say that 14 bucks a place, barrier 14 should be an issue. Uh, I think it, it, looking at the speed map, there's, got, there's so much speed drawn right across the board here, so... There is a good chance the back market plays well into this rail true. I think it'll just come off rails and go bang. Uh, there's good chance it could fill the uh, the miners and fourteen bucks. That's that's a juicy bet. Estriella will take luck out of the equation. D- drawn the best. That's why I think money's come for it. Taumina is interesting because it's the other side of summer loving. It's trained by the same connections. Waterhouse and Bot. It's drawn two, and it will likely hold the fence. That's kind of how I've mapped it. With that and Platinum Jubilee, the stable mates will probably lead this field up. And, you know, the fact that one's $13 and one's $5, I don't know if there should be such a disparage between them. Uh, I genuinely think they should be closer. And Chris Tilly, really eye-catching, uh, winning the Percy Sykes last preparation. So much intent backing J-Mac in, uh, booking J-Mac here from Annabelle. It's... He's ridden the trials both oh, the last time around, and it looks ready to win something like this. I think the the biggest qualm and question mark for most of these runners is going to be the heavy track. Quite a lot of them just haven't experienced it full stop because we had such a dry season last year. But Christilli is one that has has got fe- uh, heavy track form, and it can you know handle the the softer going, so to speak. So I'm leaning towards Christilli at the moment. But I genuinely think there's about five, six, seven chances in this field. Yeah, bloody tough. Have a have a couple of bucks. Summer loving for sure. Last race of the day, and there's 25 cents of deductions in this. So I'm not going to talk about flux. But time to boogie is the favourite at three dollars. Rachel King and Friedman. Uh, it's been in and around the placings. It's uh, it's second, first, first, second. It's last four races, so it's up there and thereabouts. Pacific Ruby is up from Melbourne, uh, coming off a run at Flemington. King of Naples likewise has been pretty consistent in the placings. It's last four starts. That gets Nash at five fifty. Tuki is there at nines, and then we're double figures for Shines, Dalalap, Munitions. I mean, Mamie McLucas always rides well. She's claiming three of the best, and yeah, tough one with um, all the deductions. I think two horses came out, and Varvia and Wave Rider Boy have smashed us with 25 cents, but Tommy, who takes out the last? Yeah, look, time to boogie on Pacific Ruby. Look, um, good chances. Sam McKee and Apple stringing um, a couple of consistent runs, but I... I don't mind the trials of uh, the big D, Delahart. Um, tried really well, finished off the prep with a couple of midways uh, last prep as well. So, um, trolling well for me. Dylan's riding good. Nathan Doyle's, um, he's a gun. So, a uh, little spec for big D, Delahart for me. You enjoy the big D as well, Coe? Uh, this is fucking really tricky. Um, 
Time to boogie. I think just the higher weight off behind Brudenell is a little bit of a qualm from that uh, wider draw coming out of nine. I have to respect that it's been, you know, the the move and the money that's gone on it. But I don't know, three bucks, I'd say that's as rock bottom as I'd want to take it. Tommy makes a good guess with King of Naples. It's kind of the pennies finally dropped for this. I, I hated this horse. I genuinely hated this horse because... Its SP profile was off through the roof. It just started odds on midweek company, and it'll come second or third, and you just go, oh, how many how many chances am I going to give? And finally, it's strung a couple of wins together, and then a, a good second last start. So coming out of barrier five, definitely a chance for mine. Um, outside of that, Pacific Ruby, J-Mac Money, I have to assume, 360 now, that is as rock bottom as it gets as well. Another one that should drift, and... One that I could easily spec a little bit, and I mean like a little bit. I'd say like if you were to give units here, I know Tutters loves unit betting, I would be giving Byron Bell resuming here first up for Sergeant at 26 bucks, a little each way. I think it, it, it's, you know, it was in a group one twice last preparation. I know it's a 1,200 metre when it was a stayer last season, but it resumed or started its prep last season over the 12 or 1,400 metres. The rock bottom weight definitely helps. I think it could run a bit of a bottler and figure in the minor money. I didn't want to say, but I think I'm in King of Naples camp at the moment. So I'll lean with John O'Shea's sprinter here. All right, King of Naples for Nash and Dylan Gibbons and Dalat for Tommy. All right, that is all of round week. We're going to touch on a couple from Melbourne just because we've got some nice races. Uh, race number seven, just the Quisette Stakes. I think Skirt the Law, that horse that did really well in uh, Magic Millions, could be a goodie. But race eight is the vein. Uh, this is Cylinder. So Cylinder, uh, we will look at the PB Lawrence in a sec. But Cylinder is going around. If we know Cylinder, um, it had a pretty good campaign, last campaign. So that's going around at $1.70. It's very short. It gets Blake Shin, who's absolutely flying. But $1.70 going around for Godolphin. Little Bros is there. Uh, it's on the drift, but probably because of Cylinder. I am unstoppable. VC, these horses. But... Tommy or Coey, let's go you, Coey. It's pretty interesting to see how Cylinder goes, right? If this comes out and absolutely flies, uh, it could be an interesting spring. Totally agree. Um, I guess if Cylinder brains them here, which very much could be the case, um, I guess it puts its hand up for one of the other Everest plot holders to be like, hey, we're interested in taking your, you know, your sprinter. Can we, you know, make a deal? Like, it's a three-year-old cold and... Tommy and I have spoken about this over the last couple of days. I think there's going to be quite a few three-year-olds stepping into this year's running of the Everest, just purely because of the weight factor. Uh, nothing's been a real standout, so to speak, but you have to assume that Shinzo is probably going to go to the Coolmore and Ipso Factor. I think Cylinder's the Godolphin version of it that another slot holder could take. And you know what? Uh, it's two trials to date have been rock solid. It's... Its preparation last uh, earlier this year in the autumn were great. It's placed behind Shinzo before it ran. I mean, I think 1,400 was a little bit too... I don't know. I think on the day, it just didn't play out to its favour. I think just being on the heavy ground, it just didn't work out for it. So back on, you know, a good four surface, we should see the best out of this horse. Barry a seven should be fine. Blake Shin's in form. He's flying. So seventy. it is low, but it's probably justified and... I guess if you were to name the other two, it'd be VC and uh, Little Bros to fill out the minors. But, yeah, I mean, 
I have no doubt that James Cummings has put everything into Cylinder so he can have another, a second Everest runner, so to speak. I still remember Cylinder having it at 50s in the slipper. That really hurts, Shinzo. Um, but Tommy, what do you reckon? Dollar seventy warranted, and could you see it starting in an Everest at the moment? It's 15 bucks. Yeah, I liked your uh, Cylinder to, to go around. I'm very keen to see that, but... Um, uh, I don't know. I don't know about um, this. I I definitely want to see it come out and win because um, it's not it's not an easy field. I mean, these horses are winning open grade and have been competing listed and a couple of those blue diamond previews as well. So I don't think it's an easy break field by all means. Um, you want to see it do well and look. If it is that big um, get off and horse, then you you got to think that yeah, they're they're trying to hit it here. There's a couple of they're sitting pretty with a few of theirs. I mean, I'm I'm very keen to see the likes of Red Card come back in Secrets, another really strong one of theirs. Um, they have a bit of a change in the guards with Kementari trekking and a few retired, but they're um they're just a juggernaut. Uh, they got so many so many good horses at the moment. I wouldn't be I wouldn't be shocked if a few um a few other slot holders come knocking on their door trying to see if they got a spare horse that they can grab, but. Just going to wait and see for me for Cylinder. All right, PB Lawrence then. All right, so that's a um, pretty decent race. Mr. Brightside, uh, most people will know the horse. It's done really well, especially last year and the year before. Um, it's coming off two wins, actually, so at the Valley and Ramwick. It's a $2 favourite for the Hay Stable. Will has joined the, the stable now as well, finished his AFL career, so he joins um, Ben and JD. So it's a $2 favourite in from 250 Willow aboard. Uh, Tuvalu is there. Blake Shin at 650 got Attrition. Another solid horse. Pinstriped is there. Western Empire. Aegon. El Bodigon. Uncle Bryn. Pounding. Uh, I heard Moody say that he thinks Pounding will win a Group 1 uh, today. I think he said that. Uh, Edison and stuff. But, um, Coey, Mr. Brightside, it is a, a pretty cool horse. It's a pretty popular horse. And, obviously, the song goes on straight after it wins. But $2 is mighty short. Oh, I don't know what to do here. I genuinely don't. Like, I mean, it's a multiple Group 1 winner. Like, the weight's no issue. The barrier shouldn't be an issue. If I were to say class prevails, it wins. But it's not a horrible field. And it's a big field as well. And it's going to need a bit of luck in the run. So I don't know if that means that it needs to be stoked up a little bit more forward than its usual racing pattern. I might have to change a little bit of tactics going forward. To be running at two bucks, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know if I can entertain it, but saying that, Trying to find something that'll beat it is probably the better question, right? So, a lot of these other decent types have drawn really wide. They sit off the speed. I just don't know what's going to happen here. Like, I, the only clear-cut thing that I know is Buffalo River probably leads. Like, hands down. Barrier one just leads. Um, outside of that, it's anyone's guess. I guess Tuvalu probably has to press forward, and it's a go-forward type from wider out as well. So, probably post up. Uh, one out, but oh man, like you can make a case for a lot of these horses. Like I can make a case for Pinstriped. Don't mind that horse. It did really good for me last preparation in in autumn, and it's just so many unknowns. So at the moment, I couldn't actually steer you into a tip. I think Pinstriped is a good price, but Mister Brightside is full of class. Just can't entertain the two dollars. $2 bloody short. Um, but like you said, where else do you go? Uh, multiple group one winner, absolute star. Um, Tommy, anything else around? What, what do you reckon? Yeah, I think I don't mind Tivoli, to be honest. Uh, it's um, really sort of always been in the placings where first or second up in 
and especially around this distance. Blake Shannon is just riding so well at the moment. Um, group one winner two. Um, if he can catch, if he can, if he's ever going to catch Mr. Brightside, it's going to be in an early race like this. So um, Shannon um, really does it for me. Tuvalu here, six fifty getting. So even two ten the place. I, I, I really like that for um, Tuvalu, but. Yeah, Mr. Brightside's one to watch. Um, give it a couple of starts. And uh, a lot like the rest of the field too. I mean, you want to see Pinstripe, see how it's it's back. Aegon needs a few runs to get really into it. You'd think El Bro- Bogodon would be the same, but you never know. It it um it wasn't too bad first up last time, especially after now it's having to, had a prep in uh, Australia and how it's settled. Um, and, yeah, case case to be made for a few others as well. Interesting race, but too low for me. Okay. Just a, yeah. just a quick question, um, just for both of you, I guess. I mean, uh, Golden Mile was initially nommed for this. Well, he kind of dual accepted this into the Winks. I know it drew the car park here, but this this is hands down a weaker race than the Winks stakes, right? So despite the 14 draw, like, this would have been a far likelier run that it would have won. I mean, I, I'm only assuming, but I just wanted to hear everyone's kind of thoughts. Yeah, especially as one of the things I was saying, Co, I know you probably can't even count that as a run first up, but it did go around and um, probably finds itself very similar to a lot of these horses. And yeah, it wasn't was right in it as well. So um, you got to think it it would have done it right, but yeah, just that fancy core field. And sometimes we see, especially early on, um, in a carnival, what core field can dish up mm. has to be a bit of a concern where Randwick is far more consistent. So that would be the only thing for mine as, um, uh, as well, and also a chance to win a group one for a, for a big horse for them, especially yeah. for age. Maybe, maybe it's going even better than we thought, and he, he thinks it's a real genuine chance winning that group one. So um, maybe it's not about easier. Maybe it's just getting that group one, getting that bag. I thought so too. Um, I, I thought it was a bit surprising, but Tommy makes some pretty valid points there too. Um I was going to mention the last race, but I, every time I see this bloody horse, it cost me my biggest multi of all time, Berkeley Square. Um, not even going to talk about it. Cost, Caulfield Giddy's don't, last Don't year. even don't even look at it, Tony. It's, so, it's just so tilted. Do not engage. Anyway, Caulfield Giddy's won't watch it, watch it again. Um, Tommy, anything? Are we talking Gilgandra, Rukaka, Cairns, anything on Saturday? Mate, I, I liked what you said earlier um, about Scott the Law. I think um, really keen to see how it comes down, um, yeah. comes back with. Ryan Maloney down there. It's um, yeah, it definitely intrigues me. Uh, Broom Cups on uh, Saturday as well. Can to see the Broom Cup form. You got True Attraction after winning last start. Um, and do you remember Chris Waller, the horse ombudsman? It's running yeah. over there as well in, really? in Broom as well. So I got twelve dollars. Uh, hasn't hasn't been doing too well in the dirt, but um, you'll be able to see the Broom Cup on STC, I think. So uh, it's one of it's, it's definitely on my bucket list. We um, covered the races there on the Tuesday for Ladies' Day, and it's it's right on the water and just yeah. the dirt and then the, the um the still ocean in the background. It's definitely on the bucket list broom races. Yeah, definitely. Saw an overhead photo of that last week. It looks unreal. Uh, Coey, anything at Newcastle? Um, I haven't done the official everything at Newcastle yet, but the rail's out eight, and that makes things a little bit trickier. Probably, I mean, it's a long straight at Newcastle, so everyone should, if you stick close enough, you should have a chance. And 
Uh, I was having a chat with Tommy earlier today. I didn't mind something that was nommed and accepted at Hawkesbury and elected to go Newcastle way. Currently doesn't have a jock, but uh, Missile Seeker from the Portelli stable tried the house down and times are really slick. It's drawn 11, no jockey book, but yeah, I think it's just a far weaker race rather than today's Hawkesbury meeting. So definitely give it a chance at the each way, which I'm guessing would be the, the play. Okay. Alrighty. All right. Well, fingers crossed, boys. Um, we get Zaki home. Um, I'm not completely sold, but I can't really go elsewhere, and I'm just going to be interested to see how Mr. Brightside goes. I don't know if I want to be taking $2, but uh, I love the horse and I love the lads that train it, so that would be cool. Anything else you want to do before we wrap up? We we given up on Manly yet? Have we, um, <laughs> have we got anything right in the finals? No. Um, I have my better bets with Penrith and Geelong. I think Geelong are cast, so I'm going to be riding Penrith. All right, you boys. Yeah, I've got the Penrith bet, and there's there's one thing I think Roosters uh, to make the top eight six dollars fifty is an intriguing one playing South um, Parramatta without Mitch Moses, and I think a relatively easy game next week as well six dollars fifty make the final. Um, yeah, look, I'm I'm off the Manly bandwagon at the moment. I'll support the lads, but yeah, where I think we're a bit we'll look into next season when Brooksy is aboard. That's gonna be exciting. Now it's on to the Wallabies to win the World Cup. After watching Eddie do his press conference today, it was a bit embarrassing. I don't know if you boys saw that. Oh, I saw the hat was a bit weird, but um, how was last night? I mean, um, Matilda's, uh, the Tillies. It was. I, I went down to the pub to watch, and it was pretty exciting. I was a bit sad to see, but uh, you see their ratings. I, I, yeah, it's just unreal. It's just the eleven one of the biggest, million, the biggest of all time. Uh, well, someone made the point that our win against um, France is one of the biggest moments in Australia's sports, and I know it's only winning the semi-final, but you got to think it, it's in terms of capture the um, capture the nation. It's um, it's huge. I went to I went to the quarterfinal, and we were sitting next to about this twenty-year-old um, girl. And when Sam Kerr came on, she's literally bawling her eyes out, <laughs> like not like just I uh, just can't control her emotions. And then she just starts going off her head, going UFNC, UFNC, UFNC about all these um all the players to the other team. And then she realised what she's done, and she's like looking sheepish like <laughs> around because she's just this primal uh, screen's taken over. And yeah, just this twenty year old girl just. Getting me so into uh, the football, and there was just so many, um, yeah, just captured so many people and just at the pub and or watching whatever. And that that shootout is one of the most stressful things I've been through, and it just, yeah, it's just been been a great couple of weeks. And hopefully they get third and get a big attendance to their uh, third match, third place match. Yeah, so that's the issue, right? Because it has captured the nation and whatnot, and everyone watching. But now that it is finished. Not so so finished. I know we're playing off a third. Hopefully the support does continue for that. Um, tough one. What about you, Kai? What are you looking forward to? Rugby World Cup? No, I'm just looking forward to racing. Really? <laughs> yeah, true. Um, we can put rugby. I mean, I'll definitely be tuning into the Rugby World Cup, but uh, I mean, until the writing's on the wall, I won't be uh, jumping up and down, so to speak. So. We've got yeah, games against I mean, Georgia, Portugal and stuff, so hopefully we can get a couple of Ws that way. 
Well, I mean, I, once again, I have to say the writing on the wall. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I can't be fully confident anymore. I just no. genuinely can't. Yep, we think we just go, go got to go with optimism at the moment, or just ride home a couple of Group One winners to make us feel better that way. But uh, Tommy, your Storm, hopefully you guys do well as well. You're actually turned it around, which is unusual for the Storm to turn it around at this time of the season. Perhaps back. Soon. No, I can't. Yeah, keen to see Ryan come back and um, back in the first grade. He he looks pretty happy and yeah, just coming in and hopefully going a bit of a run. But it's going to take a bit to beat Penrith. When's Paps back? You reckon next week? Yeah, they're pretty much said. Uh, he got interviewed at the basketball. He went and watched the, um, the Boomers play last night, and he said, "Yeah, Gold Coast." <laughs> Boomers were a dollar and five. Dollar yeah, and five week, cents. So. Boomers dollar and five cents they were last night. And they lost. And they lost. There's yeah. better ways to do your cash, that's for fucking sure. Yeah. Leading into a World Cup. Interesting. Wait, yeah. I mean, I, it is interesting, but at the same time, I'm guessing they kind of went, we'll throw the reserves, but I don't know if the bookmakers adjusted accordingly to it. Didn't Giddy and everyone play? Well, I think they all had a couple of minutes, but I don't think they had full games or anything like that. Yeah, yeah I don't know. Pretty hard to do the book for that, I think. I just want to watch the Childers, I think. <laughs> yeah, true. All right, boys, I'll leave you to it. Uh, let's get some winners. Uh, we'll add our tips and whatnot on Facebook and hope for the best. Cheers. Yo. Cheers, boys.